Dr. Tar. This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly Dangle. This is Dr. Head. And this is Boong, the Blue Fez. And together we bring you... Bring me the step ladder. Step brother ladder. <laughs> yes. Get a step M2. Two. Whose show is this? This is my show. Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Uh, oh, no. Hey, hey. The wrong, wrong show. The oh, scratch and sniff version. <laughs> oh, I'm having a time slip. I'm just kind of kind of fading in and out. What can I say? We're going to talk fellow inmates. We have a great movie this time around. We're going to talk about 1990s Jacob's Ladder. Oh, if you've never seen this movie, I suggest you quit listening to this podcast immediately. Just this and episode. Go watch just this episode. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Dr. Head. <laughs> yeah. And go watch this movie. It's then available out there. And and then come back and listen to the podcast because we are gonna be doing spoiler alerts throughout. Um, this movie stars Tim Robbins. Uh uh um, Oh, what's your name? Uh, come on, help me out. Help me out. Help Cassandra me out. Peterson. Elizabeth Pena. Elizabeth Pena. Yeah. Uh, with with some uh, interesting and, uh, people. Uh, Danny Aiello. Danny Aiello yeah. is, is a major. But we have people like uh, um, George Costanza. What the fuck's his name? He's Jason in Alexander. Alexander. Uh, Jason Alexander. George Costanza. He, he, he does a su- supporting role. Ving Rames is in it. Rames, yeah. Uh, yeah. Eric Lestel. Yeah. 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 It's got some it it's got people in it. <laughs> yeah. No, um, a, directed a, by Adrian movie. Lynn, um, who has, you know, had directed quite a bit of. He was really big back then because he did like yeah. Flashdance, Fatal Attraction, Indecent Proposal. You know, these are all movies that he directed. Um, nine and a half weeks. This, yeah. Yeah. Nine and a half weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so this the writer was what was his name? Uh, Bruce. Uh, Bruce Rubin, Joel I think. Rubin. Yeah. Bruce Rubin. Um, and he had written a couple of things. He has an interesting background because he had what studied at some uh, Tibetan monastery or something for a while. I don't know. Anyway. This movie is uh, a, it's essentially a horror thriller war movie. It takes place in New York City, um, probably what would you say in the late seventies, um, early eighties, something yeah. like that. Um, and Tim Robbins, who plays Jacob, uh, is a, a mailman, and uh, leading kind of a normal life he has a girlfriend uh, because he's estranged from his uh wife and two kids we'll get back to that here in a minute things seem to be going okay but then all of a sudden he starts having these kind of flashbacks and you find out that he was in vietnam and he is uh severely wounded in vietnam but then he comes back to reality and uh, 
keeps moving through reality, but reality keeps getting distorted for him. Um, he and runs and into situations. Himself. Yes. Yes. It, it, he runs into situations that, and he just can't explain. Um, but then there are other characters throughout this. Uh, just a minute. Okay. So it moves on um, and it gets worse and worse for him. That's all I can say. Um, and eventually ending up in the end of the movie. And we will talk about the end of the movie eventually because it is a kind kind of, especially for the time period, kind of a, you know, surprise ending i guess um but anyway throughout this movie he just goes he just gets deeper and deeper into what looked like you know um just strange occurrences he he sees demons um this movie is uh considered the one responsible for the in-camera motions of the head of several people um that that this was one of the first movies to do that uh, yeah, yeah. All of that was in camera too. No special, no post. Um, so he's it's played by Tim Robbins, and I, I will say here's I only have one thing I disliked about this movie. I'll say that, and then I'm going to kind of pass it on because we've kind of covered what the movie is generally about. Um, is I, I have one thing that I find kind of loathsome in the movie, and uh, I'll say it, and then we'll just move on. I despise uh, his hair. <laughs> so I'm going to open it up now. Who 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 would like to jump in on this this conversation here about you know it's like there's, this there's, this very very odd movie. There's one thing I love about this movie, and, and that's his hair. Um, no, uh, I you know I, I had I thought I had seen this movie back in the day. And I never did. This was my first ah. time watching this. Oh, wow. I think I was getting nice. it confused with Serp and the Rainbow. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's a very similar in it's, theme yeah. uh, in yeah. some ways, you know, this life, you know, between life and death. I, I thought this movie was really masterfully done uh, and, and also incredibly sad. The The film was just heartbreaking in, in ways. And I know we were still relatively still dealing with Vietnam, even in the 1990s. You know, this film was made in the late 80s, and there's still a lot of carryover. Vietnam was still yeah, yeah, it was released wound. in 1990. It was made yeah. in 89, released yeah. in 1990. Uh, so this is still you know, uh, not even a generation uh, yeah. away. From and the Vietnam. writer wrote it 10 years earlier. Yeah, and this is definitely a response. so he wrote it in 1980. So yeah, when which you, is when even the, closer. When you find out what's really going on and you realize, well, this is a real thing that happened. That's what's really the angry part and what's really fucked up about it is, is you know, other than just Agent Orange and other things that were deployed, you know. But as a, as a film, as a stylish looking film and you're seeing everything from his point of view the the reality slips time slips um and those distorted the, the faces it's in that- the windows the faces in the cars the just the things that and and the going back and forth into different realities it's almost it's like time. a nightmarish it, it joseph heller death yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and I thought this movie was. It's like I I look forward to watching this again. Next time I'm gonna be really fucking high. But this this I thought it was really an excellent movie. Really did. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of like that. I, I like I, I like how it takes in that brief moment, and when he's died, he's dead. You know, it's kind of like that. Uh, 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 motivational growth, where you know, all this the whole story takes place when he's dying. 
you know, in that brief moment when, you know, when his heart stops and all that stuff. I, 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 I kind of like that time. Or yeah, it's, it's, it's the ultimate flashback. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. and yeah. trying to make something out of it. There, there are anomalies, which, you know, we, we can get into um, because, it, yeah, the spoiler alert is he is he's dead. In he's Vietnam. dead, Jim. In, in, yeah. In, 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 but this in Vietnam. Right. You know, everything that you see previous to that moment was all his flashback and trying to figure things out. The anomalies for me is the drug. Wow. Why would he have no knowledge of this drug? Um, you know, he I, I found that kind of kind of a dis continuitous. Um, that could have been the, a construct on his part, though, you know. I think and most they, of the soldiers that, were not, did not yeah, know, but, I mean, did I mean, not know what they were exposed to. Helping cling to life, and you know, all that, the you know. Vietnam veterans that I've talked to, and I know personally, they they were working with things like even with Agent Orange, and they were they were never told, you know, yeah. oh what, no, they, right. what these things were, what they did. Some of them were given inoculations; they had no idea what they were getting inoculated against or being exposed to. So. I don't find that as 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 jarring as as you do. Well, no, I'm not. I'm I'm saying because we're seeing it from his point of view. Yeah, he would have no knowledge of that. Right. But yet he has knowledge of it through. His oh, he gets he gets knowledge of it. Oh, Which, I see. But maybe okay. it's oh, storytelling in right, his brain. Right. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Unless, uh, yeah. Unless, I think that's the- unless that's something that he found out before he died. You know? I don't think so because it, I get it. I understand well, now, right? Knowing how it is, but they right, know right. They, they should. They would have said that. I I just That's think true. it's a. I just I don't know if it's a flaw or if somebody can, you know, explain that. that no, logic I think in it's there. him just dying, and those are like things he's filling in with other. But I'm saying, imagery. why would he fill that in when he'd know nothing about it? You don't fill in something if you have I no mean, knowledge no, of it. He's laying on the deathbed. He's just no, been no, stabbed by his own guy. He was t- right. in the midst of the drug induced, induced hallucination already. You right. know, so, so I just don't yeah. see the. I just don't see where he would know that that information. I, it's great he information. Doesn't. I just don't think they presented it in the best way. But, and, that, and that's kind of a minor point. But yeah, but I, I, would, I see where you're going with this. You're right because how how would he know? The only thing that I I could come up with is that maybe since their you know, government's fucking around with drugs and exposing the soldiers that somehow the drug if you think of it from like an lsd experience a higher plane of consciousness that maybe on some level Stargate. they all sort of got on the same plane and it was some sort of shared consciousness or whatever but yeah i i yeah i i see where you're yeah. going with this. this this movie always reminded me of that Twilight Zone episode, well, the occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I, and I, I have to thank you, Feather, for bringing this movie up because I haven't watched it since like it came out, and I remember really liking this movie because of that ending, that twist ending, and just, just the surreal slips that this thing did and you know and it's it's just you know grimy new york city in the 70s you know and that whole it, it, everything just it, it, it the, the movie itself is just a character and then we're all in and i yeah i 
I, yeah, this this was it was nice to revisit this film, you know, with a different set of eyes because I liked it back then. But then I was able to appreciate it for some different stuff looking, you know, on the other and side. And it was a creepy presentation of hell. <laughs> yeah, I thought. It well, was. it was originally called Dante's Inferno. Um, and then they changed it to Jacob's Ladder, which um, Dr. Head, you know what Jacob's Ladder is in the Christian religion? Yeah, it was a vision. You know, we see angels was, going yeah, up and in and out of heaven. It was this construct stairway. of something. It was a stairway, stairway. to heaven. Yes, yeah. I won't use that word. But yes, Jake, and it was um, called Jacob's, Jacob's ladder. ladder. Right? He, this Jacob, you know, the uh, uh, just like Ezekiel in the you know sees the wheel. The, the angels yes. were going up and down between heaven and up earth. And so down. it's a, it's like yes. it's like a, a place of the in between. It's the liminal stage between heaven and right, hell, right. literally, you know, or heaven and right. earth. And that's what we see. You know, the parallel is Jacob is between life and death and having the, these these visions and things going on. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's really well told, and it's just good because it, his you know his name being. Jacob, you know that's yes. that's really good. And, and the um, drug and his being called the ladder. Exactly, right. the drug is called the ladder. Yes. And his girlfriend, you know, uh, Jezebel, mm-hmm. she, um, and his son, who we haven't talked about, we're going to get to him right now. His he had three sons, and uh, the one son has died uh, in an accident, and his name was Gabriel. Gabe, right? Um, which flash. To the end of the movie and jacob is walking up the stairs to the light with gabriel motioning him on and gabriel is supposed to be the one that blows the trumpet that sounds the announcement of god's return right and yeah, and all just a messenger right and he but he has other he has other functions yeah let me also have eli that's yeah but, but yes yeah gabe is the gabe yeah. is the fo- the important one here right right because life. he keeps coming back to him that's one of right. his guilty things that in his mind you know he's flashing back to all of that happening and then interspersing it with the hallucination of of the mistress um who who i was kind of thinking you know she, he could have really had her as a mistress before he you know or she was just like he says in the lane in in, when he's lying in bed talking to his wife which is another hallucination going on this is so Mm -hmm. so damn layered you know um and he's saying yeah i had this dream uh, and it's the woman at the at the post office you know yeah we went to her party which is which is like the very end of the new of new heart yeah last episode of new heart the reveal yeah yeah which was brilliant I think. Anyway. So, yeah. What do you think, dear Gadfly? I think the drug thing is not... Everything we're seeing is a construct of his brain. Uh, It's a story that he's telling. And Danny Aiello is like his... uh, The person that is his angel. And even says he looks like an angel. Who's trying to tell him that what held... What hell does is it burns out your memory, so you don't have to suffer. You know, so you're not sitting there lamenting it. And people who hold on to their memory get stuck. Um, and so I think it, the drug is because he is experiencing things that are he can't explain, and he's trying to figure out why is he seeing these demons, why is he having these, you know, weird experiences. And so I think it's just his story that he's constructing. I don't think any of uh, you don't know it. You have no idea what's real. You have. We have no idea what his story is, right? I mean, we just see him in Vietnam, and 
none of this could be true you know i mean that's the what i like about it is it's almost like a dream so i don't know you have discontinuous moments and dreams and, and stuff like that well not only that i hate to interrupt let me interrupt we we're talking about i was trying to find the logic of the of the drug being introduced into his hallucination they do make reference to him what having a phd yep. having a couple of right. degrees he, yeah right but yeah i mean so doctor. i'll go back to what you were saying maybe he did know about that and read about it or had talked well, to somebody and then that well, becomes part of the part of his his constructed hallucination and remember the guy this could be his construct too that that doctor that runs him down and explains to him about you know the drug that was created that he created this drug but maybe that was right. him literally his he's telling him stuff remembering this and him telling himself again i just don't even think he was part of this the actual production of it but yeah the reason the reason i think it's his brain is because the very first scene is him waking up having read a book fell asleep on the subway uh doesn't know if he missed his uh his stop and then he uh gets it is his stop but he can't get out so he has to walk into the um the railway you know and he's like testing to make sure he doesn't hit the third rail and and all that kind of stuff um but i think the fact that he we see him with a book several times you know is the fact that he has we don't know what he's a professor of or any of that but uh no the drug drug just felt like a response to the weirdness that he was experiencing and he's like there's got to be some reason why this is happening right uh to me and and that's why i said that's and yeah push and pushing the fact that he was i think he kind of realized that you know they were the look on the guy that stabs him hmm. is a look of of horror hmm. you know and the look on his face is kind of a look of horror like why are you stabbing me and the guy's going why am i stabbing you <laughs> you know so there again that you know it kind of I, yeah i i'll go with it <laughs> i you know yeah, well, i'll buy it but it, also- and, and it is a, a minor point because because the way that the the film is put together is just so masterful I did. I did enjoy the MIB scenes. Those are kind of. That was kind of fun. The seventies greasy version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We were talking about you know because just all of the biblical references and everything. Um, Talking about uh, Danny Aiello as the as the angel, you know, and you you made reference to it. I wrote the. I, what he said he's he's a chiropractor <laughs> in this movie and he's uh working on uh jacob and he's been doing this is this is a regular thing but he's always talking to him but he talks about says have you ever read Eckhart?" and uh jacob says no and he says he says the only thing that burns in hell is the part of you that won't let go of your life your memories attachments they burn then they burn them all away not punishment they're freeing your soul yeah and you know so you don't really think about he has these these real and there's another one he does you know that's really so pertinent it's it's those it's the it's one of those movies where you don't really think about it until you've done watching it you know and then maybe you have to watch it again you know to kind of get right. what what everything that's coming through um it's it, yeah. go ahead gadfly 
Well, I was just, uh, the, this movie reminds me a lot of uh, Angel Heart um, because you mm-hmm. don't really know what's going on and you also have this very specific look to New York City. Um, and this is like pre-cleanup New York City. So it's pretty awful looking. Um, yeah. And I, I think they cleaned it up, what, mid-90s or something like that? Um, even when I, I, the one time I went to New York City, there were, you could turn the corner and you'd be looking at that kind of condition of the city. You know, it'd be really nice and all of a sudden you're one block down and you're like, what the fuck, you know? Um, so I think the, the way that they do that, like in Angel Heart and they do that uh, uh, in this, you know, Alan Parker's look and feel and the fact that you don't know what's really happening. Uh, you don't know, uh, and it's, yeah, I mean, that, that's what I loved about this movie when I first saw it was I'm like, you really can't pin it down uh, because it's like the unreliable narrator, right? He is, he is completely mm-hmm. unreliable in his experience inside of his head. The only thing we know is that he was in Vietnam, got stabbed, died. Everything else is, there's, no, there's nothing you can say to say it's it's right not right whatever and uh i think it's done really well uh, for that kind of thing yeah i i I remember watching it you know when it first came out i think i i probably watched it on hbo or something when it came out you know and i remember going oh this is really good and then i kind of forgot about it you know and hadn't thought about it and then i watched it again uh, you know several years after that so i think i've seen it maybe four times um and each time it's just kind of interesting it's a horror movie you know it's a true horror movie um right up until almost well I, not even the, even the end is a horror you know because he dies yeah. so yeah uh, you know you could say yeah this is a true horror movie uh but yeah, yeah. and the, the whole drug reference and then at the end of the movie they even have that uh, title card that comes up, yeah. says, oh, BZ, drug BZ, you know, but you know, the, um, well, this is a whole, there's a whole subgenre of culture, a subculture out there about all of the tales of the black CIA. And this is one of them. And, you know, and many of them have been proven to be true. <laughs> so, yep. you know, yeah, it's not right. like, it, like, like it, these are crack, crack pot uh yeah conspiracy oh, ideas or you're unknown. Yeah, right yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's just you know that's part of the horror, so that's that's kind of interesting that's kind of interesting. but i did like the fact that and i i had missed it i i don't think i could hear well enough uh and when he said ladder you know the drug ladder yeah. I couldn't hear. I said, well, what does he say it? And I think mm. then the the last time he said it, oh, let it, oh, duh. <laughs> you know, right, right. Yeah. And I, you, which is, you know, which is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and you can even look at this in a, in a kind of a, you know, the, the Dantean thing or the, the hell, hell image, because it's, again, it's yes. all this religious imagery has worked its way through the entire story is these are yeah. all the things that he's holding on to. He can only get, go at the end when he finds out what happened to everybody. Like yep. maybe that's yep. the mystery he was trying to figure out. As he was dying, like, what the fuck? Why did we all do this? Yeah. Or why are we all here in this whole shitty fucking war and and trying to make sense of it in some way, shape, or form, right? And 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 you know, things yeah. that were treasured, the losing his son, all these things you see, even even his wife or his girlfriend, like those you can see those things, um, him desperately holding on to. And uh so that that there's that tension in the in the movie that that is palpable but um 
you know, when you see the, the just the look of the film, the kind of the graininess of it, the the uh, the surreal nature of the the demons in the cars, it's uh, the, the 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 shaky face people, which is really creepy. Then you see, you know, how it has affected like you know the horror video game experience, like Silent Hill, things like that. You see a lot of that carry over this kind of like nightmarish a, world. Well, the nurse I, that bends over in her cap falls off, and you see, yeah, like and he's those like yes. the horn coming Rose or horn yeah some kind of creepy that's lynching in as hell <laughs> yeah. Cronenberg uh, but yeah yeah just just such a such a you know a pretty deep movie that's uh, you know I, I like that about it it's you have to watch and it twice it's uh, at, like they, the I, the 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 uh, New York reminded me of uh, the French Connection yeah the kind of that that style CD yeah yeah yeah, um, even some Abel, early Abel Ferrara stuff too, um, oh, which yeah. is very gritty and and yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I just uh, you know I can't say say enough good about this movie. You have uh, to Tim Robbins twice. does a great job. You know, I think all the acting. Um, um, Macaulay Culkin plays Gabriel, the son that dies, uh, that died, um, and this was the same year that Home Alone came out. Uh, he was uncredited in in this movie because um, he was left I, home alone. Yeah, right. Yeah, so nobody the there to scene, sign for him. The shaving the shaving sequence in this movie is the only bit of comedy, you know. So yeah, that's kind of you're right. You're right. Right, and there is a shaving scene in this movie. So there you go. <laughs> this is a this is a movie you have to watch at least twice. Um, and it's, yes, it's it reminds yeah. me of the Sixth Sense in that manner because you can see mm-hmm. all kind of telltale. Like when he uh, he encounters the psychic S uh, Apatha Merkerson, which connects back to Pee Wee Herman. You know? <laughs> to Pee Wee Herman, yeah, yeah. Um, But but she's she looks at his lifeline. And she goes, "You're already dead," you know. And, and yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. And then she continues to flirt with him, you know, even know that he's with his girlfriend. And then he's yeah, his girlfriend. Yeah. And that's when, yeah. He, that's when he loses. His, he has his first like uh, episode and has to be taken home. And he's she's actually getting mad at him for being sick and ruining her time at the party. Uh, but yeah, then, either, and then we have hentai. Then she's being, you know, getting on with the tentacle, which is pretty right. exciting. Yep. Yeah. So I said there's. Oh, there's, yeah. yeah. And she was. Yeah, demonic, and you know, yeah. standing over him, and the nurse. There was a, there was a couple of tentacles. Mm-hmm. There was a tentacle early early on in the in the in the subway scene. Yep. In the subway scene, yeah. You can't have enough. Yeah. Tentacles. Wait a minute, Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, no, I yeah, I and I like the pacing of this movie really well. I just there's just really. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't. I I can't really say anything bad about it except. And it's stylish without drawing attention to itself as a style. You know, yeah. unlike that yeah. horrible yes. uh, that movie about the the people who bring each other back to life. We talked about it before. Fuck, they have always they're working in a hospital. It looks like a museum. It's all run run down. All these orange lanterns and fire outside. It's Kiefer Sutherland. What the fuck was that? Seen Elmo's fire? <laughs> no, no. It's they're, they, they're experimenting with life after death, so they put each other to death and they bring each oh, other back. Oh, Flatliners! Yes, flatliners. that movie yeah, was right. just masturbatory and like calling attention to its own style. It's just yeah. like Jesus Christ, yeah. give it a break. Uh, I, I so, but this movie is is creepy and <clears throat> oh, has a style. It's it, it's just so effective. Well, yeah, and you talking about you know. 
the hospital scene when he's being rolled through there. That's yeah, yeah. very horrific. It gets worse you know, and worse that, and that worse. That really gets, from gets into blood that. on yeah, the floor right. and organ. Yeah. Then you see these like Running pile of arms and, and right. Yeah, yeah. It just becomes truly, and that we see and that's like the one silent, guy. Silent Hill all over the place, right there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. When did Silent Hill come out? The game. Was it out? In, I, in the 90s. I think late 90s. Yeah. I think the first so it was, was after like 96, this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Yeah. What well, did you guys... I never I played Silent Hill. Did you notice... Silent Hill's good. The reference to Taxi Driver in the film? When he looks... He's in the taxi and he's trying to get oh. back home and he doesn't want to take him to Brooklyn and he looks at the license and it has the 1972 uh, in there. And as soon as he sees that, he grabs his side like he's in pain or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was good. That was good. And again, that's there's another one. Taxi driver. You know, that shows you the real CD side of, of New York and what mm-hmm. it used to look like. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, oh, it, Scorsese is good at that. Yeah. Midnight oh, yeah. Cowboy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Midnight Cowboy. Ooh. Midnight Cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm walking here. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, anybody else have, have anything to say? I mean, you know, I think we've kind of covered it. Really, I, this is good. this is. Um, I was so so pleased that I'd never seen this before. I can't remember the last time we'd come into a show or movies. Well, other than uh, Elvira's Haunted Hills, um, that was the last movie I hadn't seen. Before. Right. But of the right. two, <laughs> I think, you'd probably see this one again. Maybe. Uh, I, I think I would. There are parts of Elvira's Haunted Hills I'll watch again, but only yeah, yeah. snippets. Two, per, two parts. Two parts. <laughs> two parts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Jacob's Ladder falls into well, that category. That it's, it's that great surprise. It's the type of movie that you're like, I have not seen this before, um, and it yeah, does yeah. a lot of stuff that you've never seen. That that shaking head has been used, you know, yeah, ad nauseum, right. yeah, know, from since then. But it's still a very nightmarish. Every time I would see it, it freaks me out. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, uh, and it's subtle though. They don't go overboard on any. No, they yeah, don't. the screaming faces I, I, behind I, a, a wet window, which could be yeah. a distortion of the water. Or I the love fog. the train going past uh, with all yeah. the passengers. Yeah, the passengers just looking at a guy at the very end the waving. Yeah, all that, like the yeah. dead going past on a train. You know? yeah, yeah, little little things that you see a lot often in in J horror. That's a kind of a stylistic, a, right. like, a, a little less in, that, in your face in that, that you would see in J horror. Waving at him as so he right. past. Very subtle, and and that's How'd that's that's creepy. Way creepier than like when it's right in your face. Here we go. Right. We're gonna do a jump scare. You know. How did his son die? Did they say? Got hit by a car. It it, like. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he kept seeing the bike that was mangled right. everywhere. The bike that was mangled, and then you see that scene where the car actually. Well, you see the car on top of the bike because he, the kid, was in the streets. He picks up a. He goes to pick up a baseball card, yeah. uh, which is like I think mirrors when 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 uh, Tim Robbins' character goes to pick up the coin. Oh my lucky day! Yes, and right. The car, the car blows up. You know, but we're seeing a lot of that imagery of the cars blowing up. The people who know what's going on, they're getting blown up and killed. And, and he, gets that. Chased, he gets chased by a car early on after he gets right. out of the subway right. or whatever, yeah. too. You know, and it's like one of the he's MIB trying. things, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's crazy. As I said, it's one of those you got to watch twice. And I and I wa- I've watched it probably half a dozen times. Um, and yeah. even this time watching it, I noticed stuff I either he's didn't still, remember. Yeah. Or, or, you know, knowing what where it goes, you know, there's just things that, that turn. And uh, Danny Aiello is, I think, critical, you know, to the whole story. Um, and I did, you know, I do yeah. think it's funny that he's a chiropractor. Um, and he's the one that runs in and saves him and says, are you guys barbarians? Look what you're doing. To them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and you're like, okay, well, 
chiropractors are kind of, I, I, I believe uh, we're going to lose a lot of listeners here because uh, I believe that uh, most chiropractors are sadists. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in Little Shop of Horrors. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think the chiropractor becomes the metaphor for his actual pain. Yeah, that he's experiencing, you know, and and, and, and getting rid of it. Yeah, and and trying to get his, rid of it, but his literal but also, and being led down that path, you know. Yeah, um, there's so many ways you can breakthrough moment. You can interpret the once you start interpreting the lens. Once you know how it ends, everything's kind of up for grabs. Like as far as it could mean this, it could mean that, which is kind of beautiful because there's no one way of looking at it. We just know that there's a lot of things going on and. And I like I like that because it's still then fresh. You can you can interpret it one you see it one way, I see it differently, but it doesn't change our enjoyment of the film or, or the sure, things. It literally that we can, see. can be all those yeah. together, and it's right like, or none. Right, we we just don't know. But but uh, yeah, his it's, his nickname is Professor uh, amongst his company, right? You know, and um, yeah, he he you know he has a doctorate, you know, so he's got yeah. some sort of advanced degree, but he doesn't use it when he comes back. He's a mailman. He didn't want to think anymore. He said, "Well, he didn't want to think anymore." But I. And I think that that informs the story, you know, because he is thinking. That's all he's doing. You know, we're we're yeah. entering into his thoughts, and that's it. If um, this is his, yeah. if this is his life flashing before his eyes, if this is his fighting to stay alive, all of his neurons are firing. Then it, it would make sense that everything is just a rush, a flood of real real memories, hallucinations, you know. Yeah, dream states, you know, all kinds of states of consciousness, all, I think all kinds of crashing in. I think it's a poke at uh, academia as well. You know what I mean? I think he's just saying, you know what? That's a kind of a bullshit situation. <laughs> so I'm just going to give people their mail, which is he's delivering information to people. You know, what I mean, that's he's making, you know, mm-hmm. making connections and, and that kind of stuff, which I think is really that's interesting because, I mean, we've, you know, a number of us have been in academia and there is a lot of nonsense, you know, and I think when you have your life stripped down in a war, you probably come back to that and you look at it and you're like, this is not, this is not real life. <laughs> right. And I think that's why I like academia because it's not real life. Yeah. But there's yeah. a bubble around the, over the university typically, you know? Yep. Yeah. Well, and, uh, I come from the, from the you know the vietnam generation um i could have very well gone over there you know except for extenuating circumstances ain't that right midnight can't fly (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) he was my extenuating circumstance oh i thought it was a height requirement (laughs) (laughs) oh man (laughs) that's that's very (laughs) short-sighted that is uh Uh, yeah, well, he's gone t- down the holes. Well, speaking about uh, tall, Tim Robbins is like six foot five inches. You <laughs> yeah. can tell, in and this, he, he just stands above everybody. He else towers above everybody, and that's why you notice his bad haircut because he's standing at the party and everybody's oh, shoulder yeah. height to him. Yeah, and he's yeah. got the you know, yeah, yeah, yeah poof has mobile going on, man. <laughs> There's no blending in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but Tim Robbins is great. It's he's you know been in some great movies you know outside of this one like uh, Shawshank Redemption. Eric the Viking. Eric the Viking. <laughs> I forgot. My God. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, we need that's to find a, that movie. We I've never seen that's it. That's a good that's, movie. I've never. You seen haven't it? seen it? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. I'm that's looking it up right now. All right, that's on. Yeah. That's yeah. next. That's next. Let's we gotta see find if we it. can what find it. What was the other? What was the other one that came out about 
Cabin Boy. When did that come out? Oh, that's a, was that yeah, about the same time? Um, I don't know. I um, I was also going to say the player. I really like him in the player. Um, oh yeah, so. yes. Eric the Viking is on Tubi. Yeah. There we go. All right, that's the next one. All right. Yeah, I think my picks next. One of my picks, and I think uh, Blue Fez. Uh, I think we're the next two. So I'll do Eric the Viking. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea what yeah. I wanted to pick. So that's good though. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. It's on Prime Video too. Oh, how about Baron Munchausen? That'd be a good one. Oh, oh, it's on Prime. Oh, excellent! It is, yeah. It's it's Prime watched for free with Prime. ads. It's the same as Tubi. It's not a Tubi. It's not a Tubi. <laughs> Tubi has a whole uh, channel with just shark movies on it. Just FYI. Yep. So I know. Yeah, and we started watching a couple of them there. Some of them are just really awful. Shot, spoiler alert: some of them are really awful. <laughs> Here's the best. So anyway, part back to Jacob's ladder. Exactly. Are we done talking about Jacob's ladder? Is it? Is we're just in the. We're working on the post oh, show convo. <laughs> what's, what's going on? Yeah, it's it's definitely no more to watch. Let, if, you've, if you've not yeah. seen it, you are going to be in for a treat. Well, we were we were talking about uh, t- uh, Roth or Tim uh, uh, Robbins. Robbins. Tim Robbins. Yeah, Tim Robbins. Or Tim Roth. Tim Roth is good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah, is. Yeah. But uh, Tim Robbins and Eric the Viking. Um, but uh, yeah, just kind of <laughs> looking at what his his uh, oeuvre is. Oh yeah, yeah. I said oeuvre. <laughs> it's an oeuvre. Come here, honey bunny. Keep your hands off my oeuvre. <laughs> now, wait a minute. You're Tim Robbins, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm Tim Rothen. You're Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins. We have Tim Robbins. Wait a minute. That's a motivation. Tim Rothen. What? Yeah. What? Or, or Tom Robbins. Tom Robbins, the author? Even, even cowgirls get the blues. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. Good book. Man, not a very good movie. Uh, oh, speaking of, wait a minute. Back to Jacob's Ladder. Yeah, uh, there was a remake of Jacob's Ladder in 2019. 2019. Oh, yeah. Has anybody seen it? I have not. I read the little blurb, and it, you know, I went, "What?" what? <laughs> I don't know. It's and a half I, hour shorter. It's about an hour and a half long, or twenty minutes, twenty five minutes shorter. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it's up to like sure a whole different kind effects. of. I have no idea. I, I, I did not see it. But I yeah, I've not seen it either. Yeah, he's a writer who starts having hallucinations, and so yeah. that's as far as I got. This is interesting. Eric the Viking came out a year before Jacob's Ladder, so he went from <clears throat> Eric the Viking to Jacob's Ladder. That's kind of crazy. That's a good arc. That's there on your resume. You did Eric the Viking. Eh. Yeah, let's get him. <laughs> keep. We're keep trying to hair. get all the Eric the Viking guys. Yeah, he, to he's do like, something. keep the hair. Keep they the said, hair. "Why do you want to get him? Because he's really tall." It's Eric above everybody else. Eric the Viking. He has terrible hair. Who cares if he can act? He's got. Well, we'll give him goofy hair. It's a razor head. It was no yellow. All of a sudden, Tim Robbins was born. Yeah, it was no yellow beard. From the, the mop of hair. What else was he in? Tim Robbins. Yeah. War of the Worlds. Not the original. <laughs> no. <laughs> and maybe he was as a baby. I don't know. As a baby. Well, that was 53. I don't think no, he was I, born yeah, yet. I, don't, I can't think other than the player. Yeah, the player, player is really good. Um, who made I that guess. movie? Oh, Robert Altman. And he had great hair. 
get yeah, he had good. Hair. He had really nice hair, and in, in he slicked it back. The player. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah, he was in. Uh, was it Dead Man Walking? Oh, okay. Oh, let's not forget he, he, Howard the Duck. Howard, oh yeah, and uh, he was on the Love Boat. <laughs> yeah, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the Love Boat. Um, Jim the, would like I, to forget that. Okay, the first, I think the first movie I ever saw him in was Bull Durham. He's the pitcher. Oh, yeah. Bull Durham? oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Movie. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where, a pretty good movie. Yeah. Isn't it that where Susan Sarandon will uh, train them be, yes. by banging them? <laughs> you know, right. By having sex with them. Yeah. Um, and motivate them. Speaking of pendulous. Great, <laughs> great premise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, my Howard the Duck was the first time I saw Tim Robbins. Mm. Yeah, me too. Mm. Uh, so we need to get Susan Sarandon and Cassandra Peterson together to make a movie. <laughs> In a remake of Howard the Duck. <laughs> yes. The other good one was Bob Roberts. Have you ever seen Bob Roberts? This that was made like after. Yeah, the the political. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. actually really yeah. funny, really good. It is. It really it yeah. is. It's a mockumentary. I mean, that's yes. you know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I forgot. I never even I heard of it. Forgot about well, that. He, 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 he wrote it. And, he wrote it and directed it and starred in it. Yeah. Wow. Is it his wife Susan Sarandon? No, not anymore. I think they. I don't even think they were ever married. I think they just had kids and. No, they were just like shacking up, like yeah. Goldie Hawn and. Uh, he was like Russell. a boy toy. Yeah, but I, I think they've split since then. But uh, yeah, Susan Sarandon. There's another great actor. Oh yeah, she's wonderful. Speaking of Kurt Russell, has anybody seen Bone Tomahawk? Oh yes. no, but it's on my list. It looks really good. Oh my god, it's, yeah, it's pretty pretty gory. It's, it's gruesome. It's it's fucking fantastic. A, a gruesome western. Splatter gr- western. Oh, it is horror gruesome, western. but man, is it good? Good. I think it is a horror western. horror western. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There's a, there's that a is a horror western. There, we could do it. Let's do that. We can. Do you, we'll do. do uh, Want to do that next uh, time? We, that? What do we got? Get well, it, so, we're doing. We're doing the Eric the Viking is mine, and then it's John. Eric the Viking and. I mean, Blue Fez. John has. Blue Fez has the next pick. Blue Fez. Oh, Blue Fez. What's it called? Bone Tomahawk? Bone Tomahawk. Kurt Russell. And... I don't yeah. think it's on Kurt anything. Russell. Kurt Russell. He was and great. Kurt Russell. Hateful, Hateful Eight, too. Yeah, I, 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 I like Hateful Eight. I lo- I've not seen well, the I, extended version, though. Watch the when they broke it into episodes on Netflix. It's yeah. way better than the movie, I think. Well, there was the, there was the yeah that's the extended edition. I, that's on my list. I have to watch it yet, but I liked I liked Hateful Eight. I thought it was one of the best best movies uh, that had uh, come out. Yeah, I, re- I really liked it. I really liked yeah. it too. Yeah, I yeah. Tarantino like redeemed himself after after uh, Death Proof. He had to. <laughs> well, no, awful. he did. Uh, he did yeah, the other see, one, Django. Yeah. Django Unchained. Django Unchained oh, was Django brilliant. Unchained. I thought that was fantastic. That's brilliant. I liked Django. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really yeah. Good. Death Proof. Death Proof. I, you know, I have, have a mental been good. block. I have a mental block that he did that. In 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 my dark universe, he never really did that. Yeah, that it was the been so good. Had he like been stalking the girls and just Tarantino. showing up where they were at and increasing the stalking? It could have been so good to have that rum. You hear the rumble of that car, know it's coming. I mean, there were so many things that he could have done to make it really effective, but. No, I mean we got a good lap dance scene. I mean that's a good scene, but yeah. uh, and the and the last fifteen minutes are great. That's fantastic, but then there's okay. so yeah, okay. fucking much. Otherwise, yeah. it just yeah. throw away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you compare what, it to Robert Rodriguez. I mean, Planet over Terror. the top. Yeah. 
Planet Terror. Planet Terror yeah, is Planet fantastic. Terror is really good. Because yeah. that I mean, was on yes. the nose as to what they were supposed to be doing, which was creating a B-movie, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. just doing and absurd, just, ridiculous stuff. You know, I right. Think. And, and yeah. Death Proof could have been so good. It could yeah, have. Yeah. But nope, it turned into a yeah. talk fest. Completely matched yeah. to well, a yeah. boring talk a lot fest. Of, a lot of close-ups of feet. Oh no! <laughs> There's a lot of close-ups of feet in that. Everybody's feet, and then you're like going, "Wow, Rosario Dawson has really ugly feet." <laughs> Sorry, Rosario. <laughs> I, I thought they were kind of nice. I, I don't know what you were saying. <laughs> and maybe it where's my matters. where's my towel? Hold on. <laughs> I got two movies to watch tonight. Okay. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say. Wrong one. <laughs> oh, Sounds shit. good though. No one's gonna know. Oh, no, no, no one's gonna know. know. Oh, I like these. I thought it was you. I thought you was being, you know, I improv. To use, I want to use that for something else. Jerry's ladder. Jerry's ladder. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode. been experiencing Send all hate mail to Jerry at unsaneradio.com. Tell him to get off the damn ladder. (laughs) (laughs) Unsaneradio at gmail.com. Unsaneradio.com, where you can see or listen to, I'm sorry, not see. You can listen to, you can see some nice covers, some nice images, but you have to listen to Three two hundred and thirty plus episodes now, so we're getting right up there. Tell us which ones are good. Every one. That's true. Is is That's probably. Yeah, it's just so great, so great. Tarandfeather.com has a website. No, Tarandfeather has a website. Tarandfeather.com. Tarnfeather, Tarnfeather Psycho Cinema is on the Facebook. Insane Radio is on Facebook too. You know, Facebook is the place to be, I guess. So anyway, we're there. We're there. We're there. Um, And if you want to see some Tarnfeather episodes, go to Vimeo.com. Flesh Tarnfeather. And and of course, the heavy and the metal and the horror. Is on the Facebook, Seven Metal Horror Podcast, Seven Metal Horror Podcast on the YouTubes, Montag Lewis, one word on the Instagrams, Heavy and the Metal and the Horror coming your way every other Friday. Wednesdays, We Freaks, webcomic on Facebook, W-E-E-F-R-E-E-K-Z. Check it out. And the Midnight Gadfly is playing uh, Officer Dangle on Broadway. 
I mean, on a broad. <laughs> in tacos, 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 tacos. That's on Broadway, in, Who's in Broadway Avenue in Toledo. <laughs> Where's my roller skates? 